0: You're listening to The 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. I welcome to episode 26 of The 515 Podcast. Uh, this is our uh, conversational supplement to the sermon series from Kingwood United Methodist Church here in Kingwood, Texas. I'm Jason Priestmeyer, your regular host and uh, what have you. Um, very distracting. My co-host, John Wayne McMahon, is dancing right now on microphone, thankfully. This is my happy dance, because you just nailed the intro first take. Oh, don't jinx it. No, I still it's have done. Time. We're in. We're, we're in? in. Okay, yeah, okay. It feels <laughs> good. I, I believe you. Um, we are continuing the work For our listeners, oh, you
1: don't hear all the editing, but... <laughs> It usually takes us about 10 goes before Jason feels confident in his first just lead in. And so he
0: just nailed it. Home run. If we start getting some f- kind of emails and stuff. It's an omen for the Astros. It is an omen for the Astros. <laughs> I could be persuaded to uh, release some blooper material. <laughs> but Have you been saving? Uh, I gotta have everything. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So so, if you grab Jason, then you might be able to get. I'm some trying dirt to get people John to,
0: Wayne. to send you some emails, yeah. and questions, and all that stuff like yeah. that. Did we get any more this week? By no, the way, we, we did that out of the way. Okay, no, cool. we
1: didn't. So um, you're failing the challenge, listeners. <laughs> to email in at podcasts at kingwoodumc org. Uh, any questions you have about sermons or things going on or life in general, um, email them in or let us know what
0: you think of the podcast. That's right. Yep, it could really make a difference and save us a lot of t- kind of effort on trying to figure out what to talk about. So yeah, that's, that's exactly perfect. right. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the uh, middle or the the second part of the "What If" sermon series. Yep. Um, both in the sanctuary and in the vine in our contemporary service. Mm-hmm. So, why don't um, we you go ahead and get us caught up on what happened last Sunday? Sure. And then we can dovetail into where we're going next. Uh, yeah. Kind of about so
1: this. yeah. So second part of a stewardship campaign um, or stewardship series, shall I say? Uh, called What If. And and if you were with us last week, I talked about how what if can can be the first few words of a phrase that is full of fear and doubt. And uh, what if can also be the first few words of a phrase that's full of optimism and hope. And so uh, it can be the first part of a dreamer's dream. Um, and so in this series, what we're trying to do is invite our, uh, our church and our community to enter into a time of imagining what God may be able to do if we seek him and steward our lives in a way that is sacrificial and is open to what he's doing in the world. And so that looks like finances, but it also looks like with um, how we uh, give our time uh, to the church. But I think most importantly, it looks like how we're stewarding our gifts in where we are every day yeah. uh, in our work and our careers and in our families and things like that. And so it it's a spiritual practice to consider um, to consider how God can use us in in participating in his kingdom. And so that's why we do it every year. And this series in particular, the first week, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about what if we humble ourselves and pray? What if we sought after God? Um, and then this week we looked at Abraham and Isaac, the story from Genesis chapter 22, and considered this this very important thing about putting God first in our life and everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so we considered what that looked like through a really difficult story of Abraham being asked uh, to sacrifice his son, Isaac, uh, up on the mountain. And so it's an interesting story. And that's kind of where we were Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. We were talking uh, on Sunday with um, one of our members who kind of was said, you know, you're explaining where you're going to go in the sermon. And she said, that you know, one of her friends actually who's, I don't remember if she said she's straight up a non-believer but maybe a doubter. Yeah. Um, was that, you know, she she that the friend said she couldn't believe in a god who would do this, who yeah. would do this to either yeah. to Abraham or to his son and, and put that kind of requirement on him that he would kill his son. Right. And um, that was kind of a led into a little brief conversation on, you know, how can you yeah. how can you talk to your friend about this story in particular, yeah. you know, but just kind of the whole topic in you know.
1: general. Yeah, um there's so many things to say about that. And I think one of the things about um, this story, first, let me just start with this is a hard story, even for a preacher yeah. uh, to be looking at this and, and to to have full faith in God and believe in God and trust him and Jesus Christ with, with everything that I have. When I read Genesis chapter 22, that's still tough for me to to get, get my head around and think through. So it, it took a lot of wrestling and prayer this week as mm-hmm. I considered that now. As a student of scripture, um, there's some things that the person who would look at this and go, nope, I'm out. I can't believe uh, in God who would do this. They're missing... um, they're miss they're they're actually jumping out without all the information Mm -hmm. and so i i want to just challenge anyone if you're having conversation with somebody about that challenge them to consider some layers that they may not even know so for example genesis um, is an ancient ancient literature that's that's written way before jesus i mean hundreds and hundreds of years if not thousands of years before and so if that is the case and and the way i i liken it to is if this is written by Moses, what many scholars thinks, uh, thinks that it is, then this is written generations later. And if this is written generations later, then, then Moses is using this story and telling it in a particular way. And the way that I talk about Genesis is imagine that Moses is with his great grandkids and all of his friends <laughs> around a fire. Right. And they say, Grandpa Moses, how did we get here? How yeah. did the Israelites, like how did we come to be the people that we are? And then Moses looks back and he tells a story from creation um, all the way through this end that with Joseph. And it's arranged not as um, chronological history reporting like what we do. Mm -hmm. If someone were to tell me to write a story on America, like it would be kind of chronological and things like that. But maybe Moses is telling a narrative uh, um, that's at times can be more... Uh, literary at times can be more poetic at times can be historical, but is not meant to hold to the same standards that we consider literature this today when we're telling stories and things like that. So I say all that to say that, um, the context that we're in is so far removed and things are just different. People don't write and tell stories the same way. The other thing I'll say is that, um, the the culture was very different child sacrifice was in culture in in different ways it's debated to what level Mm -hmm. a lot of times uh ancient cultures would um sacrifice children for fertility which is ironic right right so you're sacrificing a (laughs) child so that whatever deities you're praying to would bring you more children Mm -hmm. um and that's really interesting and and then the last thing i'll say about this this current conversation is I I see it as a beautiful way that God is using something in culture and is redeeming it. Mm-hmm. It's like God's real life sermon illustration. So he's using something that Abraham understands mm-hmm. enough that human sacrifice is something in in culture and he's going to redeem it in a way of teaching him something else about God's relationship with people and moving forward.
0: Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So Abraham didn't grow up reading the Bible. Or the Torah. He probably didn't go to Sunday school, right? Right. <laughs> right. So this is... I, I challenge the listener to really try and yeah. go in the Wayback Machine and think about what it would have been like to yeah. been sitting around that campfire that you were talking about. Right. Hearing the story and how, if you were in that time and place, how you would be receiving it. Right. And how you would uh, understand it and kind of process it.
1: Yeah. I Abraham's Abraham's part of the Torah. He's not... reading it right exactly so this is the this is really the beginning of of god's relationship or or reuniting the relationship with humanity Mm -hmm. and he's going to use abraham to begin to do that and so anyways there's just so many layers so for someone for one person to read this story and go yep i'm out uh, uh okay like i get it i get that this is difficult um but even for a biblical scholar uh, there is so many layers uh, to engage with on this story to even to begin to to kind of grasp with it, and so for the person that takes one glance at it, I just encourage them to not not throw everything out just because of this one story. It is uncomfortable as a Christian, I'm yeah. saying, and this is an uncomfortable story. But let me let me shift us a little bit because this story is beautiful in it in that it highlights a faith that is. So fierce that trust in God so much to follow through with something that's really difficult. And so Mm -hmm. Abraham, who loves his son dearly, he's waited a 100 years. His wife has been barren that she has not been able to have a child even though God promises it, they wait until they're almost a hundred years old and they have this miracle of a child. And then, and then all of a sudden God, uh, comes to Abraham and says, basically, how much do you love this child? Yeah. Do you love me more than this child? Mm-hmm. If you, if you, um, will show me that you have trust and faith in me, then I'm going to, I'm going to make nations through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be the father of nations. And so what we see happen through that story is amazing. And then uh, really the goal of Sunday was to look at when Abraham decides to put all of his trust in God, even in the middle of uncertainty, and to act on it, right, to follow through with it. That's when he looks up and he sees a, a different alternative to the story. Yeah. That God has provided some some miracle for him. And so in the story, Abraham is ready for the sacrifice and he's trusted in God completely and God stops him. And that's when he looks up and he sees a ram caught in the thicket. Mm -hmm. And so for us, Sunday it was to consider those moments where God, uh, when we trusted in God with everything we had and he shows us something else. And so or for the person that is feeling like they're walking through something really hard and really difficult. Maybe if we put all of our trust in Him instead of wallowing in something in a self defeat or, um, or being overcome by our circumstances, maybe if we continue to walk with obedience and trust in God, there may be a ram caught in the thicket not far away. That's right. And so that's kind of the encouragement and what that's yeah, looks you know,
0: like. you hear people a lot who who are having you know, they're in a, a, a dark season or really yeah. having hard times and they're faithful and they're praying and they're yeah. talking to God and they're like, but they're still not, the problem's not going away. You know, yeah. they're still dealing, dealing with it. And and there's no short answer for, or there's no, okay, you prayed for this. Now I'm going to take it away from you and, yeah. and everything's gonna be cool again. You know, yeah. and it's, it's hard to, to deal with that, you know, yeah. and, and to, to not have your, you know, your problem solved, but it's really important to keep, the faith, right? Yeah. And, and keep yeah, keep yeah. optimistic and keep believing in God. And... Yeah.
1: Well, and, um, a, a cool, a cool kind of, uh, related, uh, place in the Bible. When Paul is writing Philippians, Paul's writing from prison to a church in Philippi. Right. And in the first chapter early on, he says, uh, like, even though I'm in chains, the gospel is still growing and mm-hmm. there, there is a positive here. And so, essentially what he's saying is the suffering is good because the gospel is flourishing. And he's saying, even in difficulty or struggle, the good news still finds a way. And yeah. so that's kind of my hope for all of us is to, um, is to, to trust in the middle of difficulty. And I think what, what we see in Abraham is when he does that, that's when he looks up and he sees the ram. So I'm wondering if you're walking through a dark season, instead of running away from God, if you're leaning into him with everything Mm -hmm. you have, he may show you something else. It may not remove all your circumstances. It may come in the, in the small form of a conversation or an encouragement. It could be the huge answer to your prayers. Like what Abraham Mm -hmm. has, it could be uh, just everything that was needed fully in that moment. But I just believe in a God who doesn't leave us in in the dark valleys because he's gone through the darkest ones. And that's the story of Abraham, right? Because the father of a nation, Abraham, Mm -hmm. is... Asked to consider a great sacrifice that later on, the father of all nations, God, is going to go through with that Seriously, sacrifice exactly right. and lay it down with Jesus.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know it's obvious, but yeah. when I had that kind of realization during during the sermon, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I see where this is going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know that God's actually going to sacrifice his own son. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't have to do that, right? So yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. a cool
1: yeah. it's tool huge. Time. It's
0: huge. Um
1: so i think probably some closing thoughts for this past week and i'm wondering where people are at i know in the midst of a of a hurricane uh recovery that, that that's an that's an obvious difficulty yeah. that folks are facing um it could be you know it's been a tough uh it's been tough for me and in, in some work situations and and things going on and um Like, I just know that there's many different ways that we could be facing some obstacles in our path. And I just wonder for the listener, what's that difficult thing in your life uh, that you're facing right now or that you've gone through that God's used that? Jason, you were telling me a little bit about
0: your move to Oklahoma. I think that would that would fit right into this. Yeah, I knew that something big had come out of that and that was yeah. it was two years ago it was the very end of 2015 yeah um our, my old company was going through some outsourcing and some layoffs and stuff like that and they're like hey good news go find another job you know right and i was having a real hard time doing that um part, partly a lot of people were being dumped on the market at the same time you know there's a lot yeah, of competition so there's a lot of people looking for yeah jobs so and- i think that was part of it and the, it was a down market and um i would i got a call from a recruiter one day and they're like hey we're looking for this to fill this position it's in Oklahoma and I'm like no thank you I'm not interested by and then the next day I got another call from a different recruiter Mm -hmm. and I'm like there's this position it's up in Oklahoma and I'm like oh my gosh this is the same job there's two different people are looking for it Um, I got called two days in a row about this job I'm like this means something I need to not just dismiss this and really pay attention to it Um, and I think that was the first hurdle in in this Um, this ended up I took the job I left my family here Um, thinking oh I'll figure something out I'll come home on the weekends which Mm -hmm. got expensive and didn't do I wasn't able to do that every time so I was up there by myself for a long time I left my family here at home which was rough on them it was Mm -hmm. rough on me Um, but it, it opened up a lot of doors that I didn't know how I was going to deal with them right. before that. Right. Um, I was looking to put my first daughter through college, which mm-hmm. I did not have any money to do that. Yeah, um, This enabled me to do that. Yeah, uh, It enabled me to do a lot of other kind of things along the way, yeah. you know, pay off a car and do some, uh, a lot of savings, uh, kind of restore that, which was amazing. Um, but the first thing that I did is I listened to the call. Yeah. The second thing I did is when I got there and I knew I was going to be in this... Foreign land by myself. Uh, I found a local, you know, church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only, the, it's, I guess my mom raised me right. Yeah, you know, yeah, She'll probably listen to this. Yeah, shout out, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to a Methodist church and I've talked about it before where they were very welcoming. They remembered my name mm-hmm. after I left for a couple of weeks and came back. Um, and it's funny because while I was up there, I think I had a, a ram in the thicket moment. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was important at the time. And I was like, what does this mean, you know? This means something, but what does it mean? It wasn't until the sermon this weekend when you talked about not, you know, Abraham looking up and not realizing, holy holy cow, there's a, can I say holy cow? Holy cow, there's a ram. There's a ram in this bush. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow, Batman. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I had, now this is going to be very superficial on the the start, so please bear with me. Uh, I got a new phone, Mm -hmm. uh, an iPhone, my first one. And um, if you know anything about iPhones, because you've seen these around, there's these white earbuds that come with them. And you need those to listen to music when you're at work at a really boring job by yourself all the time. Uh, And I lost those the very next day I got the phone. Mm. And it was killing me. I mean, I walked up and down the street. I retraced my steps to find those earbuds. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. I asked around at the front desk, anybody in earbuds? Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. what? And it was just driving me crazy. And then I realized, well, oh, wait. It
1: sounds like a small thing, but in the
0: circumstances you're yeah. in, this is a huge thing. It is it's because I was up there by myself. Yeah. I had just, yeah. you know, yep. I got an apartment by myself, which is so weird. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm an adult. I can just go buy your butt. So I did. So that kind of puts a bow on that part of the story. I also realized last week, I say put a bow on it a lot on this podcast. So oh. I've got to watch out. Yeah. um, But fork in it. Thanks, mine. That's mine. I'm gonna write these down. <laughs> um, when um, I that Sunday I went to church, yeah, because I'm doing good things, yeah. And uh, after the service, it was really great. Talked again to the preachers, and they are like, welcome back. You know, I was so glad to see you. So it was really cool. Um, I'm walking out to my car and I looked down in the dirt, there was a pair of earbuds, nice. white earbuds, knotted up, laying right there on top of a, a pile of dirt. I was like, oh my gosh. This is a sign. I mean, this means something. Yeah. I picked it up and uh, I started walking to my car. I'm like, my earbuds are here because I knew to go to church to look. Yeah. To stop looking for these, look to God, Mm -hmm. and then there were the earbuds. Yeah. Now then, I realized these aren't my butts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these belong to some kid who's out playing and right. lost them, and he's probably right. freaking out right now. Right, and his mom's probably yelling at him, "Where are your butts? So yeah. I put them back down right where I found them. Yeah, and I, I moved on. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that was the moment yeah. was cool." So and it was kind of probably a release for you
1: to not, not worry yeah. about that exactly. and, and and know that you're in good shape. Yeah, and I love that, like in in that story of when. All of the uncertainty and the difficulties that were in front of you, because you could have been really overcome by, I, I, I you know, I, my first kids on the way, I haven't had to put one through college yet. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> that that was probably a really stressful time to yeah. lose your job and to consider even looking at jobs that were away from home mm-hmm. and family, uh, but trusting in God to provide and provide just what you needed for that season. Um, And so that's huge. And I think that, I think that's kind of how I want to wrap this conversation up is, is for those that are listening, like, what is that difficult thing that's in your life that you're facing right now? And are you embracing the Lord in the middle of that? Or are you pulling back and kind of fading away? Because... Something tells me that if you continue to even your frustrations mm-hmm. to share that with him and to, to lean into God and to put him first, um, then he may do something incredible and show you that, that ram in the thicket. Yeah, really. Um, and, and again, with stewardship, that's what this looks like. Like, what if even, even when, if, if I've gone through something tough, What does it look like? What if I put God first in my checkbook and I put God first in the way that, Mm -hmm. um, I spend my resources and my weekends and whatever that looks like. Um, what, what if I'm in church more than I'm at my vacation house? You know, like what, like, (laughs) what if that looks like for me to get involved in a small group and to be a part of a community Mm -hmm. and put God first in those, those opportunities, um, it's a cool beginning to the conversation or beginning to the dream really yeah. of, of seeing what God may do in our lives and so that's kind of where we're at the next couple of weeks Um we will finish this series up on the 12th. This Sunday is the 5th. Right. And so we'll look at um, what if we allow God to do something extraordinary. So it's a great bridge from where we where we are right now. And and then the last week, what if we gave all? Mm-hmm. What if we um, really truly live sacrificially uh, or, or continue to grow in sacrifice? Mm-hmm. A lot of us give so much in this community. And so um, we're, we're not, this is not about, uh shaking a finger. This is about celebrating what God's doing in your life and dreaming
0: about what he can continue to do as we as we learn to be Yeah, it's so great. We just we just went through this hurricane. That's yeah. that, that sounds wrong. Yeah. But what I mean is, um this is a perfect example yeah. of what this can look like in a very real and yeah. current setting yeah. for all of us. Yeah. So I think it's
1: It actually it really is. I mean think about what what took place in the community during the hurricane. People um who don't have a lot of means or um, aren't used to sacrificing time to cook meals or give money or do this Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden began to do that in some really cool ways. And that's kind of a picture of what the church, the early church is. The early church is opening up bedrooms for people and like um, uh, helping with homeless and, and doing all that, those things and sacrificing greatly and selling property or making sure that, you know, that if someone in our community loses a job, we're immediately there mm-hmm. to be, be there for them and to help them. Um, and so anyways, like, I, I just love that. I love seeing that in the hurricane. Last night at our uh, young adult small group um, that I'm kind of leading with with mostly college kids and post-college, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a young man whose family's been going through a hard time. And immediately the group's like, what can we do? Yeah. Can we bring a meal to your parents? Um because college kids don't have a whole lot of money we can't like we can't buy you a car they told both of their vehicles and Mm -hmm. like but maybe we can cook a meal and so they are automatically ready to jump in and fix a meal and so that anyways those are those kind of things that I want us to keep dreaming about yeah for sure okay so um, couple other opportunities I want to share with you again don't forget podcasts at kingwoodumc.org email us if you have any thoughts or questions about what's going on it could I don't care if it's um, what Jason's favorite snack food is uh, <laughs> but, but check in with us we'd love to hear from you also, be on the lookout for blogs that are coming out uh, through our WordPress. You'll see them on social media and, and shared on the website. We have three guest posts, one by somebody who's working in orphan care, and then an orphan family, mm-hmm. uh, a foster family that's writing one, and then the missionary from Czech Republic talking about what it looks like to put God first, to, to let God have all of us, and, and to let God do something extraordinary in our
0: lives. So the next few weeks are going to be really cool, and so I, I hope that you'll check those out. Okay. Awesome. That explains. We I was looking at the the listenership. Yeah. Uh, recently. Yeah. And we had one listener from the Czech Republic. That must be what it was.
1: Uh, that's exactly what it was. That's what because it was. she was probably wondering what we were doing and oh. was trying to figure it out before she wrote it. Cool. She's got. To so shout out. out if she listens again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Thanks so much. All right. So put a what? bow on it, right, Jason? I oh, try not. To. Oh, yeah. sorry. Man. All right. Love you guys. We're praying for y'all and talk to you later. Take
0: care.